What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Nurture Your Power podcast. I'm your host, Akila Ansar, and I'm very excited about this episode. It is such a good conversation that I'm having with Lauren, and I know that you guys are going to get some valuable information for it. I hope that you're able to just kind of own your power a little bit more, which is the purpose of me bringing you these episodes each week. So, I really enjoyed this conversation with Lauren. If you want to hop on her email list and get other tips like this each week, then be sure to check the show notes for that. Hey, Lauren, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Hi, babe. How are you? I'm doing good and I'm very, very excited. This is going to, I feel like this is going to be such an interesting um, topic that just has so many different perspectives because I feel like you're going to be able to speak to so many different perspectives on the topic. So I'm very, very excited. Yes, me too. Thank you so much for having me. This is amazing. So excited. (laughs) So can you tell me a little bit, just so my audience can get to know you, tell me a little bit about what you do, how you got started, how long you've been doing it, who you help, and all the things. Just all of the things. All right, we'll just get right into it. So I am a stripper which is, uh, it already kind of gives me an interesting perspective on a lot of different things. Right. Um, I, I've been dancing, August will be three years, and I originally started dancing to get out of an abusive relationship. Okay. And I, and I, it's pretty much just blossomed from there. I tried to do other things. I went into hair and makeup and all of those things. I really enjoyed that part of my career, but I felt like there was something more for me. Um, I enjoyed working with people and I enjoyed helping others and I wanted to do that on a larger scale. And also I missed the freedom of my own schedule and being to travel freely. So I started dancing again about a year and a half ago. And that's when I started my business. Um, Luscious Lifestyles LLC is the name of my business. And I started coaching other women and mentoring them on their mindsets And I take what I've used in the club about sales, unapologetic confidence and sensuality, and I help other women infuse that into their business, whether they're in the club or in any other industry. Perfect. So my goal, yeah, yeah, my goal is just to help everyone see how capable they are in whatever they choose to do. I have, okay, so I have a couple questions about that in your journey so far. Um, Yes. Which one do I even want to dive into first? (laughs) I'll do this one first. Do you find like people have a misunderstanding of like, because like you just mentioned, like how in the club, like there is sales and things like that. Do you think that people kind of downplay what you do? And it's kind of like, oh, like, you, you know, you don't need to know about sales to dance or anything like that. Like what have been, has been your experience with that? Yeah, there is a lot of misconceptions and misunderstandings about strippers and the industry in general. And that's also why I wanted to be really open and honest about my journey and my experiences. And I think there's this, this belief that stripping is just about being sexy, right? Like when you envision a stripper in popular culture in the movies or in rap music, like you picture, oh, you're just sexy and you're in a bikini and you're throwing money. Yeah. And that's pretty much what everyone envisions when they think of a strip club. But in my experiences, that is a big part of it. And it, it does help to be sexy, of course. But I actually learned from, it, she was a veteran stripper when I first started dancing. And she wasn't the prettiest girl in the, in the club. And she, you know, she wasn't 
you know, she wasn't a sprung chicken, if, if I may say so, but uh-huh. she out, she outsold everyone in the club because she knew how to hustle. She had a good sales mentality and she knew how to talk to people. She knew how to connect with them and she knew how to ask for what she wanted. And that was my realization that, wow, it's not just about being sexy or, you know, turning men on. It's about like forging that connection it's about knowing how to ask for what you want, knowing how to persuade, make someone believe that it's their idea. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to be incredibly savvy and strong in your power and in your ability to sell because essentially it's, it's the same as any other industry. It's just, you know, I always say that it's just sales all dolled up in heels and lingerie. <laughs> it's, it, <laughs> it, it's absolutely no different, you know, because you know, people come into the club, they're unsure of what they want. You have to guide them towards a specific upsell or a specific service. Like you never know what you're going to get. You have to be incredibly adaptable and confident. And it's what I've learned in the club is actually what I've learned as I've studied business or as I've taken mentorships with other business people. I had an aha moment like, wow, I actually knew all of this just from being in the club. Right. Yeah. So I want to talk about this, the sales stuff a little bit more later, but you mentioned yes. that you kind of started dancing because like getting out of an, an abusive relationship. Can you just talk about that? Like empowerment? Like I'm assuming, I'm assuming you can talk oh, about yes. what the feelings were, but like, I really believe that like women have such great power inside them that we tend to shut out. So can you talk about like, one of the most empowering like uh, moments that dance has given you? Yes, there, there's actually so many to count. And I think there, that's another misconception that like dancers are somehow degraded, but 99% of the time I do feel incredibly empowered in my work. And probably the first empowering moment that I did have in my, in my career was the first night that I ever danced. And I, I was completely out of money um, I had just gotten out of that abusive relationship. I, you know, my self-esteem was on the ground. I didn't really have any other options. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I was convinced to quit both of my jobs. Like I was incredibly hardworking. I always had jobs, but while I was in this relationship, I was convinced that it would be best for me not to work. So I had that power taken away from me. Mm. And when I was finally able to set myself free and go into the club, I had a friend that worked in the club and she pretty much gave me the rundown and was like, all right, go ahead. Uh, you're going to do it tonight. I'm like, Oh shit, this is really happening. This is really happening. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to do this. Like I haven't had freedom in like three years and here I am now. The world is my oyster. There's this club that's completely open to me and there's no limit to the money that I can make. Just mm-hmm. having that kind of power and possibility when there wasn't, that for years in my life and that night I made I think in like a couple hours I made like $800 my first night and I had never had that much money in one sitting in my whole entire life right and and realizing that I could enjoy my job use my body and use my charms to make money it it really did reestablish that power that had been taken from me after being abused and put down and being without money Right. For so long. Ooh, drop a pencil. Um, oh, it's okay. <laughs> so how did you, like, or did you experience, like, overcoming, like, 
labeling and judgment and things like that. Because even aside from like you dancing, I think that imposter syndrome, like that's something so real in just the entrepreneur world in general and people feeling like they're going to be judged um, on them going after their dreams, whatever that may be. So how did you kind of maneuver through any judgments or labeling or anything like that you experienced? It was, it's, it's, it's actually gotten so much easier lately, but even up to, up until a couple of months ago, it was incredibly hard because I had a lot of family members that were following me on Instagram and that's majorly where I do most of my marketing and interact with my followers and my clients. And that's where I find a lot of leads is on Instagram. And I had family members that were following me and that was really, really hard to show up authentically in my business and in my messaging because I had family members that would talk behind my back and mm. just say, you know, say terrible things or be like, why are you so proud of yourself for doing things like that? Mm. And it, I really just had to find something within me that was like, you know what? It sucks that you don't appreciate the person that I'm becoming or what I do for a living, mm. but this is me and I'm not going to stifle that just so I can make family members happy. Like realizing that like the purpose of what I'm doing and who I'm showing up for and who I'm trying to inspire, which is women all over the world, it, it makes it so much easier to be authentic and to say, fuck it to the judgment. Yeah. You know, and also realizing that my industry, the, the sex work industry, like strip clubs, it's a multi-billion dollar industry, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a reason that it's so lucrative is because men keep coming to the club. They keep spending money. So if we're, you know, I don't feel any kind of anger at the judgment because I'm like, well, if, if it wasn't so lucrative, if it wasn't such a successful in industry, we wouldn't be doing it. Right. Right. So, <laughs> so just, just opening up my perspective to what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and understanding that not everyone is going to be okay with it. It, it makes me want to show up even more and help people understand the industry and understand the women that do it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just kind of clear up any misconceptions. So what made you start getting into like the coaching aspect of it? When I started, I was actually working with a life coach I found through a friend and she kind of opened me up to like the law of attraction and creative visualization and just using your mind to influence your life. And that experience made me realize how powerful our minds truly are. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I, I have this kind of fire in me, like this kind of focus and this ability like to absorb information and, and teach it. You know, I've always been, I, I think you, you could totally relate to this. I'm sure you you're usually like a therapist for your friends or they're all you're mm -hmm. always their sounding board it's just something that kind of comes naturally to you yeah that's that's how it was for me and i realized that wow i i've been using all of this mindset work in the club and it's bringing me more money it's bringing me better clientele i would love to show the world not only dancers how i do this but pretty much any woman how to be unapologetically confident and sensual and own they're, they're complete raw selves, no matter what anyone will think or what people will say, like being that true authentic version of themselves, 
like the more that I feel empowered and the more that I work on my mindset, the more I make it okay for other people to. So that made me want to work with people intimately and just show them and remind them of that power. Right. And that's so important. Yes. So how would you say, like, you mentioned to me before the recording, like, that you have, like, a sexy twist to your coaching. Yes. <laughs> so how do you feel like your coaching style differs from, like, other coaches and, like, you can help your clients in a different way? Oh, this is a really good question. I love that. <laughs> Well, I, I believe that my expertise and just my experiences in the industry of having to be very, very direct in my sexuality, right, mm -hmm. and in, in my approach to people, it's given me this kind of, it's like this, I guess the way I can put it is like this soft aggressiveness. Like I found a really great balance of being flirtatious and soft and sexy and feminine and then being very masculine like very direct very aggressive and you know always finding an in right so I think I think this beautiful balance of being adaptable in the club like with my masculine energy and with that feminine energy like being very sexy but also being very direct you know, I feel like a lot of times women in their businesses they're afraid to be direct they don't want to be too aggressive they don't want to be you know too much or on the flip side, they're in full masculine mode where they're like, I have to be aggressive. I have to do this X, Y, and Z, and I have to work hard and show up. You know, I think the fact that I've been able to balance both of those very well in and out of the club, that could be a really unique experience for my client. Like, okay, this, this is how you can approach your, your business, whatever it is that you're doing, you can approach it in a way that is very direct and aggressive, but you can do it in a flirtatious and sexy way. It can be fun. You don't have to choose, you know, you can be very direct and, and very savvy in what you're doing, but you can do it with this kind of flair, this flirtatiousness, like you're flirting with the air, you're flirting with life. Yeah. And that balances it's important and it's something that I think a lot of us struggle with. I feel like I struggle with that yes. as well as far as, you know, knowing that what you bring to the table is valuable, but also yes. not wanting to be so pushy as to tell people, yes, hey, this will benefit you or you need this kind of like, let me allow them, you know, if they want it, then they can come and, you know, they can purchase or whatever. Um, and yes. very confident in the way that you show up and you sell. So I think that that's, you know, having that balance of being direct, but also being very flowy and being very feminine and, you know, like it, there needs to be a balance. And I think that it's not a matter of like forcing you to run your business a certain way. It's just like human nature. We all have masculine and feminine energies and like, yes. you, you should be able to own both of that in all parts of you. Yes. Yes. And that's, yeah, that's why I love, yeah, I love teaching just what I've experienced in the club because it does create that balance. Like you can, you know, I can't just go up to a guy and be like, Hey, let's get a dance. Let's get a champagne room. Give me $800. You know, I can't be that direct, right? But I balance it. Yeah. It's like balancing it with that flow of building a rapport and being confident and knowing what to say and how to, 
you know, how to respond and how to move. It's like this beautiful dance and this beautiful balance of, yes, I am a woman, I am sexy and I am empowered and I'm sensual and I'm flirtatious, but I also know what the fuck I want and I'm going to get, I'm going to get it. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That balance is key and it, it is hard. It's, it's tough because, you know, usually we lean like more one way than the right. other, but that's, mm-hmm. but that's cool. That's exactly why, you know, I do what I do because it's like, all right, we can bring you back into alignment and maybe balance more one way or maybe add a little bit more of one side or mm-hmm. just try and find that balance, you know? So you talked a little bit about like you learning from the club, like persuasiveness and learning about sales and learning about making connections and things like that. What is one of your favorite things to teach your clients, maybe clients with like online businesses where it's not face to face? Like what's your one of your favorite things to teach them about making those connections and being persuasive online? Oh, this is such a good fucking question. Oh, you're so dope. <laughs> Holy shit. I just have to say that's an amazing question. Yes, this is something I actually absolutely love teaching because I know a lot of people that are watching my content or, you know, listening to my podcast, they often ask me the same thing. Like, Hey, I'm mostly doing my things online and your industry, you know, you're face to face and you can use your body language and your body and your face to sell, you you know, to close the deal. Mm -hmm. And something that I always tell everyone is don't be afraid of taking up space. You know, sometimes in the online space, we're afraid like, Oh, everyone has a short attention span and you know, if I, if I post about what I'm offering every single day, then it's going to be annoying. I'm too salesy. What I always tell everyone is don't be afraid to take up that space. Don't be afraid to come forward with your offer. Don't be afraid of rejection and don't be afraid of a no. Because for every, every five people that say no, there is one person that's dying to say yes. And another, another great key that I like to teach is consistency because like carving out a space for yourself in the online space and building up a rapport with your audience, just like building up a rapport in the club is consistency. Mm-hmm. You have to be consistent in who you are and in your message and showing up for these people, showing up for your ideal client and consistently speaking about your offer, why it's an amazing offer and why they should want to work with you or why they should want to listen. Right. Consistency is key. And I just want to say to those of you listening that consistency is a practice. Like just because you Mm -hmm. fell off one day, that doesn't mean that, oh, I'm not consistent. Oh, this isn't working for me. Oh, no, it means that you made a mistake and that you can pick it back up where you left off. It's a practice. It's something that you have to continuously get better at and start to work into other areas of your life. So if you're being really consistent, with your newsletters, but not so much with your posting on social media, then keep that consistency up with your newsletters and then try and figure out how you can be more consistent with your social media. It's a practice. It's something that you have to evolve with. Oh, yes. Yes. I love, I love this. There's one thing I wanted to add on top of that point. You made such a good point there. Um, When I first started my business, I I feel like we all go through this all uh, us self-made bitches where we're like, oh, I have to do X, Y, and Z. I have to show up here. I have to show up there. I have to do this. I have to make an offer. I have to monetize my followers. I have to do this. When I actually stopped spinning my wheels and just sat down and said, okay, I'm going to focus just on my podcast. I'm going to build my listeners. I'm going to 
you know, advertise on social media, show up on social media. My main focus is going to be building my audience and just producing quality content on my podcast. That's the only thing I'm going to focus on. And over the last six months, I've just been showing up and doing my podcast and doing just, just posting about it or, you know, just content and mindset hacks, whatever it may be. Right. And that has produced so much engagement and so many opportunities, even just to be on this podcast right now. So consistency is the easiest to come by when you're not trying to force yourself to do 20,000 things and be everything for everybody. Like if you're actually just like, okay, I'm going to focus on committing and being consistent in this one area or these two areas. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be my, that's going to be my laser focus. It's so much easier to build off of when you start with that one thing. Right. Like, yes, yes, (laughs) yes. So how did, how would someone continue to learn from you? What is it that you can offer to my audience so that they can keep having these conversations about how to show up as them, as their best selves and how to make those selves and balance those energies? How, where can they find you at? Ah, okay. My Instagram is luscious lifestyle by Lauren and luscious. uh, This is what I always say in my podcast. (laughs) I'm like, if you don't know how to spell luscious, look at the fuck up. And write it down a few times because it's a good word and you should know how to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Luscious Lifestyle by Lauren. And I also have a newsletter that's coming out every Monday. And I give you my little mindset nuggets and all of the hacks that I use for sales and whatever it may be. It's all included in this newsletter. And you can find it at LusciousLifestyleByLauren.com. <laughs> same, same as my Instagram, just .com. And you'll get a pop-up when you visit and you can enter in your email and you can get my newsletter. And yeah, I'm mostly on Instagram and I do a lot of like interactive things, like a lot of polls and I'm always posting. So that's, that's where you can get most of the, the goldenness. <laughs> right. And you're in, I see your morning coffee chats often. <laughs> oh yes. I love it. <laughs> So the last question that I have for you before we end this amazing podcast, um, how do you nurture your power? Oh, yes. She said it. She said the name of the podcast. podcast. (laughs) Oh, shit. So this kind of ties into what we were talking to earlier, finding balance, Mm -hmm. like not being afraid to step away from the hustle and, and find me again, you know, not worry about showing up for everybody, taking time to move my body in a way that is not for performance or for, you know, a specific fitness goal, making sure that I'm balancing my hustle and showing up hard and going to work and, and making money and saving and, you know, just meeting all of these goals, making sure that I, I take time for myself. Like you're going to rest, you're going to have a couple of cocktails, you're going to read a book just for fun. Mm -hmm. And and do things because they feel good, not for a specific goal and not for a specific outcome. So making sure that I'm balancing my hard work with rest and not feeling guilty about taking time off. You know, on the weekends, I delete my Instagram app. I delete like everything and just shut off. And that always fuels me through the week to show up on social media, to record podcasts and to show up in the club. Right. So yeah, don't be afraid to rest and take time for yourself. That's the key. Absolutely. I love that. 
Yes. Thank you so much, Lauren. I really enjoyed this conversation. I feel like everyone listening is going to enjoy it too. So thank you again oh, so much. Thank for you. This is incredible. You are incredible. And I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you so much. Have a good one, Lauren. I want to give another big thank you to Lauren for coming on the Nurture Your Power podcast. She will actually be our last guest of season one. Don't worry. We'll have another episode next week. It'll be a solo episode where I'm going to talk about the topic of season two and kind of give you guys a sneak peek into what to expect from the Nurture Your Power podcast. So if you guys have listened to this episode and loved it, please be sure to screenshot it and tag me on Instagram at Nurture Your Power. Have a great one, you guys.